Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome to Crime Time, a podcast discussing all things mystery, thriller, sci-fi, horror, crime fiction, and whatever the hell else we like. I'm Lee. I'm Eddie. This is episode... 99. 99. Hello. Season 4, episode 10, aka 99. Do you know who my favorite agent is? Agent 99. Get smart. Yeah. I mean, I feel like you're telling me what the show is, but I also feel like you're insulting me. I was about to give you a compliment. I was about to say you're one of the smartest people I know, and then you just... You cut in there. It's because I've got low self-esteem. You just, you very well read, you know, a lot of information. Aw, this is one, I'm loving this compliment session. I would return, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) it's making you uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm very uncomfortable. I've been watching a lot of, uh, uh, yeah, which is ideal. And so when you were like, we talk about whatever the heck we want, I was like, because it's our show. Because it's our show. And And not yours. Uh, favorite show of all time, Trixie and Katya. Yeah, they're just ideal. And I feel like, in terms of iconic best friends, yeah. it goes Trixie and Katya, yeah. Leonetti. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. You know what I love about what happened in 2018? Tell me. Well, well, this is the end of the year show, right? End of the year show. You know what? I think this show is going to be so full, we're going to do it in two parts. But don't worry, we're just going to release them at the same time. Two-part special. So when you finish this one, just click on through to episode 100. Hello. Isn't that mad? Yeah, I mean, I think we've got to plan something really exciting. Like, I'll do some sick drifting, like yes. some burnouts. I yeah. Sing a song. Yeah, I think that that's for the best. <laughs> yeah. These seem like really good, good ideas. So stay tuned, guys. Stay tuned. All right, so episode 100, we're doing a bit of a retrospective. So we've got a box here. So it's a. Full of little bits of paper. Lee's put in things that are relevant to 2018, and I put in whatever the heck I felt like. Because you're a bloody lawbreaker. I'm a lawbreaker. Lee was like, yeah, a retrospective, that's a great idea. And I was like, that sounds great, Lee. I'm definitely doing that. (laughs) What did you put in there? You'll find out. (laughs) I really want to get started. All right. All right, so quick recap. It's the end of the year, folks. Yeah. It's been a huge year. I'm still full from uh, all the festivities. And uh, we just filled up a box with comments, and now we're just going to pull them out of the hat, a la our Halloween episode. Yeah. It's a classic. Let's do it. Do you want to go first? You go first. You go first. All right, I'll go first. I've got stage fright. (sighs) Very like you. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I've got one. Oh, it's your handwriting. What is it? It says, thank you, next. Ariana Grande. It's a great song. It came out in 2018. <laughs> I did not know what you meant when you said 2018 retrospective. Yeah, mine are not relevant. <laughs> Do you know this song? Um, okay. I, I feel like you've done this on purpose to shame me on the internet. It's not true. It's a great song. <laughs> Ariana uh, Grande, pop sensation. Yeah. Uh, she's having a moment. She's having a moment. She's just released a song a few weeks ago, or probably like a month or so ago, called Thank You Next. She references her three last partners. Ooh. And she's like... Saucy. This was good. This was good. This was good. I've learned a lot. That's over. Now I'm spending time with me. Ooh. It's a great song. I recommend people listen to it. Okay. Yeah. Well, Ariana, if you're listening, uh, send, we've given you a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if Ariana Grande listened to our podcast, but then she was offended because I hadn't heard of her really oh. cool song and she was like, Eddie's dead to me. <laughs> I liked your other stuff, Ariana. I'm just really old. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going to put one out. All right. Go. I'm going to try and get one of yours, but I can't really be sure. All right. Boom. Got one. Bigoted baddies. 
Oh, see, this, this is, is a good one. This is a good one. So I, I put this one in because uh, I was like 2018 retrospective. What's better than all of the ideas that I wanted to talk about that you shot down? <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I have something to say about this that I couldn't uh, say when we talked about The Running Man written by Richard Buckman, a.k.a. Stephen King. Ideal. Last episode. Yeah. Okay. So the thing that I wanted to, well, actually you brought this up. I'm, I'm like big noting myself. Go but, ahead. Uh, it is pretty great. Go, yeah. Um, so we were talking about this uh, off mic, uh, and we were talking about the the way sometimes people will, well, authors, authors will put in who are people? Yeah, authors are people too, yeah. guys. They're yeah. just they're just people. <laughs> Semantics. <laughs> Semantics. Yeah, they'll put in a bad guy, and the way one of the ways that they signal that this person's bad is they make them a bigot in some way. Like yeah. they'll be like mad sexist or something. Yeah. And I personally think this is really binary in a really quite uh, I guess boring sort of a way. Like the world is never that simple. Yeah, it's heavy-handed. Yeah, yeah. It, it's like some Aesop's fables kind of shit. Like, and that's why if you're a fox and you get stung on the tail, your animal forest war will fail. That'll make a lot of sense to people who've read Aesop's fables. <laughs> you get angry about me bringing up Ariana Grande, but I do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we're a great team. I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. No, I get what you're saying though. I think I think it's a really common thing that writers do. They try to say they try to tell us what we should feel about this character by making yeah. them racist or homophobic or sexist or something like that. Mm-mm-mm. Do you think there's ever a time and a place for it? So yes, I do. I'm not saying don't make your baddies bigots because I think it's pretty common. Yeah, like yeah. you know, like someone who's like managed to get into positions of power under our current you know systems of uh, power, etc., etc., etc. Probably probably got there through you know benefiting from those and you're uh, talking about scott morrison aren't you i'm talking about scomo (laughs) (laughs) yes no so like i i just think that like i don't think it's realistic to to not have them Mm. but i do think it's unrealistic to have them be the only bigoted people in your book because i just think that the world is more complicated no one's perfect Mm. you know you might even say poe body's nerfed i see what you're saying (laughs) Just a bit of fun there. I also think the reverse is true. Yeah. So going home for Christmas, mm-hmm. a lot of us did it. That we did. You know, there's people that are often complex. They might have really bad qualities and they might have really lovely qualities. Fully. And people are often complex, which makes them even more difficult. And I also think, and this is something that I don't think crops up a lot, and I wish it did a bit more, but often the really dangerous people, especially in things like crime fiction where you've got like predatory people, they're often really charming yeah. and and wouldn't necessarily come across as particularly bigoted, even if they are inside. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're very, very good at putting forward a particular front. And I think that, yeah, the world's just more complicated. People uh, grow up in amongst these systems of power, in amongst the culture that they spring from and that springs from them. It's just always going to have more nuance than baddies are judgmental and goodies are not. And I'm like, some of the nicest people I know are judgmental, (laughs) including me. Some of the nicest people I know are baddies. Yeah, fully. Exactly. I mean, I'm being heavy-handed, but you get my point. Yeah, 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 fully. I just think that the the thing, often when uh, people have complaints about this sort of stuff people throw around these kind of accusations of oh well you just want books to be like so unrealistic to like make you happy and for me I actually think that often the people who defend works on this ground are being really selected they're cherry picking what they think is and is not realistic and I just think first of all a book is a constructed world Mm. 
So put whatever the heck you want in it, which also means whatever you put in it is your choice. And I'm allowed to tell you it was a bad one. But the other thing I think is that realism often looks very, very different to what we think it does. Like uh, one of the great bastions of realism is Charles Dickens. Mm. And you'd never say that anything he wrote was realistic. Like, come on. Life is never that neat. And and I just think that like, yeah, realism is a genre or at least it's a setting. I think that the thing that realism does that other genres don't particularly do is it erases its constructedness. Mm. It pretends that it's just portraying the world. And I'm like, well, so was Van Gogh. Is it Van Gogh? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? But like, you know what I mean? Yeah, this reminds me. So this year I've been doing, for my work, I've been doing interviews with people. Uh-huh. And then I have to record those interviews and, and type them out, get them transcribed verbatim, right? Yeah. And it was the first time that it's ever become apparent to me that when we speak to each other, it really makes no sense. <laughs> it doesn't. Because like, our podcast makes sense because I edit it in a way that's clear and concise and there's a narrative. Yeah, guys, I only sound smart because Lee fixes it. But you know what I mean? Like when I'm recording these conversations, listening back to them, a lot of them don't make sense. Like, yeah. I understand them because I was there and there's a context, I yeah, guess. Yeah, 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 But, like, sentences drift off, words aren't filled, the other person fills in the word, written out verbatim, a lot of the time it doesn't make any sense. And yeah. then it made me realise about how constructed dialogue is in books. Yeah, yeah, fully. No one talks, like, the way they talk no, in books. No, Like, they're all in complete sentences. Yeah. Woo! The other thing is, whenever we talk about heavy-handed baddies, I always think back to uh, my first year of uni when I was doing creative writing. Amazing. And I was writing a story about this girl, and uh, she was in a relationship with this guy that wasn't very good. And to portray that to the audience, I just made him really um, anti-asylum seeker. Right. And it was so (laughs) heavy-handed. I still feel embarrassed (laughs) thinking about it, because my tutor at the time is a famous Australian writer, who I didn't realize was a famous Australian writer. Amazing. Who was it? I can't say. I'm not going to say. Tell me. It was Tony Birch. Amazing. I can't believe that you hung out with Tony Birch and had no idea. I know. That's so good. So he read that story. Still feel shame. But yeah. What kind of grade did you get? Oh, I think I got like a 70. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, Tony Birch. He's all right. Shout out to Tony Birch for giving Lee a B. I love it. All right. Next one. Next one. All right. My turn. It's my turn. Oh. Boom. Oh, this is another one you did. I, okay. I'm preparing to be embarrassed. Uh, oh, we played the Exorcist Legion on VR. Boom, we did. Yes. Wow. This is a good one because I was there for yeah, that. Yeah, you were there. Yeah, but I don't remember any of it because uh, I have fear-induced amnesia. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a complete blank. Uh, well, I got a VR in my room. Yeah, which well, is a virtual reality. It's a virtual reality room now. Yeah, in my mind. No, <laughs> like I can't, I can't sleep in there anymore because <laughs> the VR's in there. No, but we play that terrifying game. Awful. Uh, we're Just re- awful. We recorded a few episodes of it. Yeah, uh, it did quite well. It did pretty we might well do it in the new year. Yeah, yeah, guys. Uh, messages on Twitter, Crime Time Pod. Uh, let us know if you want us to continue with the with playing Exorcist Legion VR. Also, I've got some other horror games banked up, so amazing. I'm very happy to play them. I'm I'm gonna just make some dummy Twitter accounts and request that that not happen. <laughs> uh, so if you want to fight against that, you're gonna have to come in strong. <laughs> All right, my turn. All right, on your horse. Remakes. Oh, a controversial topic. So there weren't many remakes this year that I can think of. I can't think of any. Yeah. Oh, Stephen King, it. 
Stephen King's It was remade. Well, I mean, is it a remake? Because the original was television. But I guess it's like, it's it's a remake of a book. Remake of a book. It's an adaptation. Mm. I really, I liked It. Mm. Did you like It? I loved It. Yeah. It was great. I was was terrified. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, there were some parts that I didn't like. Well, you know how I feel about this, but I hate it when, like, the sexual abuse stuff in the background is, like, always waiting there to just be the real horror. Yeah. And while I agree that that is a real horror. Definitely. Definitely. It makes me very stressed out to watch it. Yeah, fully. My big complaint alongside that uh, would just have to be a thing that I think a lot of horror films suffer from, which is that, like, showing the beast you did think that yeah you just don't show the beast it's much scarier when your imagination's filling that in yeah do you mean so at the end we see pennywise's mouth open up all the way yeah Yeah. i just didn't think it was that scary there was that scene when he came running out of the projector yeah that scared the (sighs) shit out of me terrifying i um yeah i my my soul left my body temporarily yeah uh, and then I got really worried that in the kind of soul plane <laughs> that Pennywise would be able to get me. So yeah. I, back in. I agree. Yeah, I don't like to see the thing. Yeah. It's like, a, what was it? Paranormal Activity, the final one where they show. So throughout the whole four oh, or five movies, they I've never, never show. Seen it. We should watch it one day oh, if you'd we like. should, All yeah. five. Horrifying. So good. But they kind of show you what it is in the end and it just oh. was never going to be as scary yeah, boring. as... My right, yeah, because what they show you at the end is like a broom with a sheet on it with like <laughs> eyes cut in it, and it's like, I can say though, the Blair Witch Project, you know, at the end, in the kind of the last scene, they're holding up the camera, and the guy is standing in the corner. Yeah, that's, that's pretty scary. That's scary, yeah, but that's, that's not scary. showing it. Yeah, that's yeah. not show- you never see the yeah. actual Blair Witch because if you did, boring. I think you do in the remake that came out last year. Yeah, boring. Yeah, boring. Yeah. No, I love a good remake. I really liked the remake of Total Recall. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the one I'm thinking of, isn't it? I reckon. W- where where uh, it's the Arnold Schwarzenegger yep. film where he ends up on Mars, but like he, but he like gets like implanted memories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the is the whole thing, and they did it with um who was a um Colin Farrell. It was great. Yeah. I loved it. Yeah. A lot of other people didn't, but I personally I like a good little remake, and I think that you would probably wholeheartedly agree with this. Sometimes the pacing. Of a, of a movie that, like, was shot a while ago. You've lost the taste for that level of pacing, and you're like, oh, boring. They've started making films, like, in the horror-thriller genre that I'm mm. really into. Yeah. You don't even really know it's a horror or thriller film until at least halfway through the film. Yes. I'm really into that. Yeah, and then you realise why you've been so tense. Oh, but then, you know, there's those films from the 70s where... I guess it was just of a different time. Yeah. And I'm just like, why are people acting like this? <laughs> but then maybe they really did. I don't know. I'll ask my mum. Your turn. I'm, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. I'm getting another one. Boom. All right. Okay. Sorry. Your handwriting's bad. Oh, it's terrible. Have you considered becoming a doctor? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. This one's, it's pretty heavy. Okay. So, so get ready. All you right. know, you might, you might die. Peter James kept liking our Instagram and saying, Hello. <laughs> On on Instagram. That's my Peter James impression. (laughs) So this has been happening all year. And I won't say that he's been harassing us. It's probably happened a handful of times where he's... I will, and I'm calling the police. (laughs) He said hello once, and he's liked our posts a few times. And Mm. Eddie and I wanted to... We did flirt with the idea of putting up a Twitter poll about whether or not we should reply. But here's the thing. I never want to reply. Because... (laughs) And Peter James, if you're listening, which apparently you might be... Well, his publicist got in touch and said we should do an interview. Oh no! And I, like, would would we still exist if Peter James 
didn't. And us spoke to each other. Oh, right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So those of you who uh, have not been following our general Peter James saga, we love to hate on Peter James's like more f- trashy work. But don't, don't get us wrong. When we say love, hate, we really mean it. We love it. We love it. It's it's great and we hate it (laughs) it's awful absolutely great awful like you know just like the weirdest things happen in peter james's like pulp novels like people get like impregnated by a ghost and he has that whole new series now that comes out like every few months the dead series is always the word dead in it yeah and that's very distinct from this earlier stuff that we absolutely like ate our way through yeah yeah we're like horrifying termites like (laughs) (laughs) and i think a part of the reason we started this very podcast was so we could talk about peter james's work yeah um so the idea of coming face to face with peter james to me makes me feel that we might disappear we might disappear it might be like a quantum like moment where like we cease to exist um i don't know about you but i don't really want to take that risk no i don't want to either i also just think peter james is like a quite well respected author oh he's shit famous yeah he's like mad famous and like we've just been basically bagging him for like two years well it's this podcast has been going for three years and we've been a bit cheeky about him the whole time so i didn't know what was going to happen in that interview right because the interview would just be him being like why do you hate me? And we'd be like, why do you love sperm so much? We'd be like, we don't hate you, we love you, you just don't understand. <laughs> like, I trusted you to be able to get those questions and just, like, hit back. But I don't know about me, I would just be, like, deer in the headlights. Right? Yeah, and then he'd come for you because you'd be, like, the weak link. Yeah. And he'd be like, Lee, Lee, why do you hate me? And you'd be like, I'm sorry, Peter. <laughs> and, and then all would be lost. We'd disappear. And that would be it, folks. So... <laughs> End of crime time. My turn. <laughs> All right, I'm getting one. <gasps> the ring. Ooh, the ring. Backstory. I was 16. All right. Ringu, the Japanese ring. Yeah. The original version Ooh. had just come out. V fancy. I got it on, I don't know what you did in those days, DVD. Right. Put it in the TV. Do you remember the DVD ads? Where they're like, this is DVD. Oh, and then there's like an yeah. explosion. Like, and this is what happens when you watch DVD. <laughs> and your house explodes, apparently. Really? Like, yeah, well, the house exploded. And I was like, whoa, that's a bit much. Wow, maybe we, this DVD thing didn't work out. No, right. <laughs> and I was just like, what is the logic of uh, advertising DVDs on VHS? Because they're like, much better sound quality. I'm like, well, I'm listening to this on a VHS. I tried to explain to my little nephew that mm-hmm. when you wanted to rent a video, you used to have to go to a store and take one copy. Right. And then nobody else could have it. It doesn't make any sense. Was he sense. offended? He didn't. He was just like, blah, 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 whatever. Right. He's <laughs> like, that sounds fake. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. yeah. So I the do. ring. I was terrified of it. That scene where she comes out of the well and comes it's towards not okay. you, comes towards you, comes towards you, and you think she's coming out of the TV towards right? you. And yeah. I slipped. You know, and this is probably teenage dramatics, but right. I slept with a towel over my TV for a good month. Wow. But, you know, If I... we'd been friends then, you know I would have, like, rigged up a broom <laughs> just under that TV, just balanced so that the towel would slowly move forward, oh God, like, right at some imagine? terrible moment, and you'd be like, Aah! Ideal. Probably for the best. All right, what's this one? There's some scribbling on it. The Us trailer came out oh jordan peele's new film oh Director i haven't heard about this get out um i'm gonna pause it right here and i'm gonna play eddie the new trailer no kidding i think i've watched this trailer about 25 times since it came out amazing it's... should we just do like a live cast of eddie watches the trailer yeah we can i'll put it on the computer yeah all right 
type that up. I can't believe you didn't prepare this ahead of time. I'm just a fly by the seat of my pants kind of guy. This is going to be like when you're in class and your teacher doesn't know how to like maximize the video. All right, these kids look like they're on a great road trip. Cute kids. Yeah. The kids wearing a Jaws t-shirt. Ideal. Oh, this looks like a great family film. Oh yeah, family friendly. They're at the beach. <laughs> a boat. Ideal. Uh oh, <gasps> she gets real. Where's Jason? Oh no, there's. What is that? Is that a tramp? Let's get real, Eddie. People are like, how was he able to make this song so scary? Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. There's scissors, that's not good. Here comes a new nightmare. Oh. There's a family in our driveway. A family in the driveway? Which I scare of a family. Oh my god. Oh my god, is that copies of them? Yes. Doppelgangers. I love this dude so much. Oh my god. Oh my oh my god. Oh my god. No. Yeah, they're trying to no. get in the house. It's it reminds a no. me of um, the strangers. It's a no from me. Oh, oh god. It's them. Oh my god. It's them. This director man. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. No. No. Why are there rabbits everywhere? That's not scary. Rabbits aren't scary. Spoke too soon. Spoke too soon. Rabbits are terrifying. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's a no from me. So that dropped a few days ago and it's had like one million gazillion views on YouTube. <gasps> and people are don't know anything about it, obviously, then it's a Jordan Peele film and that uh, it's a follow-up to Get Out, the freaking amazing film that was released. Oh my gosh. I think it was last year, but it won one Oscar. No, yeah. An Oscar, yeah, for greatest screenplay or something. Whoa. Brilliant film. But then, yeah, people have only seen the trailer and there is just so much happening in the comments about picking apart all the symbolism and what this could possibly be about. Oh my gosh. So I would direct you to the comments, which is something I normally wouldn't do. But <laughs> right? folks, check out the comments under the Us trailer on YouTube. Um, alternatively, avoid it if you ever <laughs> want to sleep again. What did you think about it? Oh, it's over. Everything's over. Jordan Peele, if you're listening, you've gone too far. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. This is where our uh, minds diverge. Right. Thor. I don't know what word you've written after. Ragnarok. I don't... I only know it's like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I yeah. know. But tell me more. Okay, so this is the latest installment in the Thor series. Thor, Greek Definitely God. not. Oh. Think Vikings. Okay. <laughs> 
thought he was like the god of like um, thunder or something. Yeah, he is. Oh, okay. For Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> I was researching Viking history. The right, other day. and you managed to miss Thor. <laughs> and I was just a bit like, oof, Vikings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're pretty intense, but also did you know that they had a lot of peaceful trade? I don't know. I just read that they did a lot of damage. Yeah, they did a lot of damage, but also, like, English, for example, has a lot of Viking words because Vikings, like, came and, like, invaded England and stuff. And then they were like, I mean, it's pretty nice here. Let's uh, settle some stuff. So, like, you know, the language is, like, commingled. Right. Yeah. Also, fun fact, Vikings is just the name for when they, like, leave and go, a Viking. <laughs> like a walking. Yeah. No, not a war. Like a pillaging. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thor, did you love it? I loved it. Mm. So it's directed and I think also written by Taika Waititi, mm-hmm. who did uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Yes. Which is so funny. It's just so funny. If you are looking for basically the office, but with vampires in Wellington, New Zealand, that's what you want. I feel like if you know me... My top hate is the intersection of horror and comedy. Yes. But I freaking loved that movie. It was it's so, so good. funny. And, and the spin-off. scary at times. Yeah. And the spin-off, I watched it the other day. Yeah, Wellington Paranormal. It's it's actually really scary and really funny. I, right? It's, it's an incredible balance. It's so good. Taika Waititi just manages to strike that so perfectly. And I think that the same is true of Thor Ragnarok. He gets comedy and he gets action and sci-fi and he blends them together so perfectly it, it it really is like a golden age comic like you know you've got this kind of thing where like thor's hanging upside down like at the very start he's like hanging upside down from some chain in a lava chamber and it like he's like slowly spinning and then it freeze frames and he's like so i bet you're wondering how i got here you know what i'm saying it's like yeah classic <laughs> classic so many diaspora feels so many great laughs so many great performances as well it's got jeff goldblum in it being an absolute genius treasure absolute treasure yeah i would 100 percent recommend it if you haven't seen any of the other thor films i actually think this one would be perfectly reasonable to start on like i think you can figure out the storyline without having seen the other one and you never say that that's true. That's true. I just think if you're going to get put off by the first two Thors because they're a little bit too, like, I don't know, serious, save the world, this one's ideal. Get amongst it, Thor. All right, final one. Final one for this section. Your Let's turn. go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, this is a high note to end on. What is it? Joe Hill, <gasps> the son of Stephen King, friended us on Goodreads. That happened, people. That happened. Yeah. We're famous. I didn't... I. I sent you a text. Yeah, you sent me a text, uh, and, and it went roughly like this. Joe Hill just rendered us on Goodreads! <laughs> in capitals. It's just in all caps. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to say that's one of the most exciting things that happened to Crime Time Podcast. This year? This year. Yeah. But uh, stay tuned because we're not done yet. That box is not even half empty. We're coming back. Boom. For episode 100. See you in a second. Boom.